Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Hey y'all, welcome back to Growth Reframed. We're so happy you're here. Last week we had the chance to talk about who you want to be. It's a heavy question. And no, not what other people want you to be or what the world expects you to be, but who you actually want to be. So if you hadn't had a chance, head back and have a listen. But today we're going to unpack what it means to be happy. Because the fact is, it means something different to everyone. So today we're going to get into some questions like, What words describe happiness to you? Does everything have to be perfect for you to be happy? Are you focusing too much on the lack in your life? And are you too reliant on the outside world, relationships, or circumstances to find it? So buckle up, folks, because we're going to get into it. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this one. I think what what initially had caught my attention was when you said, what words describe happiness for you? And I was like, ooh, I could do this for days, but just gut gut reaction to that was like coziness and contentment and those kind of words where it just feels good like you feel whole and i just want to see like do you have actual words that popped into your head when you were when you were asking that question like answer the question for real like what do you feel about that oh yeah well i hoped i was going to answer it for real yeah i think for me when i thought about it i thought well love comes up in my head Because to be happy, you want to be loved. You want to be around the people that you love. Fun came in my mind because happiness seems like it should be a joyful thing. It should be fun all the time. Those were just the two that came up for me. Just like you said, gut check reaction of what what are you looking for? And that's the thing. That's why I can't wait to get into it today because we're, we're talking about a topic that seems simple in theory. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I want to be happy or yeah, I am happy. But it's actually a complex issue, right? I mean, like we said, it means something different to everyone. It might even mean something different between the two of us. And it's really, what are you what are you looking for to answer that question or to feel that happiness or fulfillment in your own life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you were talking about fun because when I think of like happy people, my brain goes to like seeing people laughing and enjoying each other and couples holding hands and like dads with their children laughing and, you know, just like happy moments. But those are just obviously pictures of just a moment. So what is truly behind all that? Like, what does it mean to feel happiness in your soul? And because of our Christian background, because we are Christians, we know, like we believe personally that we can be content, we can be happy, we can be joyful despite our circumstances. But to believe that is one thing and to truly play that out in our lives is very challenging, even though deep down we believe it. And so I'm hoping that we can just kind of chat through that too. Like, how do you actually take something that you believe and put it into practice and make it play out in your life? Because it's hard. Yeah. And it really goes back to the question of, does everything have to be great and perfect for you to remain happy as like a constant. Like you said, I, in in theory, it sounds like, yeah, you know, we have a really great life. There's a lot of really good things that are, are, are going well. 
But there's also things that aren't, and there's things that come up, and there's different items that come into our peripheral that you're like, well, it can almost change your idea of whether you are happy or not. Mm-hmm. I think about our kids and how lucky they are. I always like, I'm like, man, I had a great childhood. You guys have it really great. But it'll it'll be like that for them because they'll have one thing happen, like a kid was mean to them at recess, or a teacher, you know, treated them in their minds unfairly, and then it's it's like I had the worst day, they'll, and we stop them there for the record. But they'll just be like, "It was the worst day ever because," and they'll name one thing, mm-hmm. and. I get a little upset about that, but then when I reflect on my own life, I do that. Like I'm like, well, you know, this meeting didn't go the way I wanted it to. This person was annoying. This car cut me off. This, that, what, you know, little things that I'm letting change the overall feeling that I'm having. Because what I think is hard is you you get used to the things that you have or the things that you don't have, and then either way it turns the scale as far as what your happiness level would be. The example I think of a lot of times is people think money would provide happiness. Well, if you think about money providing happiness, you're like, well, sure, it can buy you things. You can, you know, you can do fun things. You can go on vacations. Uh, it can provide some safety and stability for you. And in a lot of cases, if there's a lack there or, or a perceived lack, then you feel like money would be the solution. But then it's like, but what would be the amount then of that money that would provide you with that amount of happiness. And how many people have we seen that have a lot of money and who are not happy? So how do you how do you juggle that in your mind that that's going to be the solution? Because like to me, if I went outside today and found 100 bucks on the ground, I'd be pretty happy and excited. If Jeff Bezos found $100 on the ground, I don't think he'd probably even bend down to pick it up. <laughs> like it's just it's a difference. Mm-hmm. And the point is, we all look at it differently. So what is it for you? And what are you tying it to? Cuz that's the thing. We tie it to our faith, but we more so tie it to circumstantially what's going on in our lives to say, well, what's the evidence of this? Because we're all like, we all want to see in front of us what's making that a possibility. And and again, I go back to like, you'll see people with, you know, millions of dollars who are miserable. And then you'll see people who are, you know, working just an entry level job and they're the most joyful people you've ever met. But again, how do I justify that in my own mind? And how are we all doing that? Mm-hmm. As you're talking, I'm thinking about how, like, for me, when you were talking about our kids specifically about the bad day thing, and I'm like, there are so many times when I have a rough day or what I think is a rough day, but then I'm still able to say that I'm happy overall. And I think that's like something I've learned over time because I don't, I did not used to feel that way. I used to feel like a couple bad days meant I was unhappy or could lead me down the, you know, anxiety, depression road really easily. And now I understand more so that like, yeah, it might be a rough day. It might be a rough hour. It could be a rough week. And overall, it doesn't change my happiness. Like I tell you all the time, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy. I feel happy. I like our life. I like what we're doing. I just feel happy. And I don't necessarily mean that today was the greatest day ever. I just mean that overall, like my soul feels content. I feel like our relationship is in a good spot. This podcast is growing. Our business is growing. Like our family and friends relationships are growing and good and strong. And our children are healthy and well cared for. And, you know, all of these things kind of like add to my happiness, which is great because those are parts of the definition of my happiness. But overall, even when I strip that back and say this part isn't going that well, I still can feel like the other parts can kind of help me through. 
and lead me to just like a, a feeling in my soul where I'm just happy, regardless of if one or two or four of those kind of fall off a little bit, I'm still able to be like, I'm not going to go down the way of uh, woe is me where mm. I used to uh, like, oh man, so immediately go woe is me. And it doesn't mean I don't do it because sure, we all do it. At least I think we all do it. I do it. But a whole heck of a lot less than I used to. I promise you that. Yeah. And I think in that too, we, it's really shifting your focus. Like you have core pillars that you're naming off, like our relationship, like different things in our lives that, that your faith, like things that are pillars for you that you can go back to as like an anchor. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you have a focus, like I used to have, all you do is you don't want to look at all the things you already have. You want to look at the lack. You want to look at what is lacking in your life. Like where could it be better? And I'm going to break that down because there's a big difference between saying you need that to be happy or, you know, you want it to be better because again, y'all, I'm trying to unpack it as best I can. But when you're thinking about the lack of things you have, you're focusing on that lack and you're putting out the energy of the fact that you don't have it. You really want to focus on abundance and the fact that it hasn't happened yet, but it can happen. And I get how how easy it is to fall into the woe is me victim mentality and how hard it is to get out of that if you've been in the cycle for a very long time. What I've personally struggled with is, though I am happy, like you said, I don't negate anything you just said about our life. I think it's amazing. Where I've almost felt almost a level of guilt is I want more. Mm-hmm. So I want more. So then am I really happy? Right. Can you be happy right now? Can you be happy where you're at? Can you sit in a level of contentment and still be pursuing more and still want more things for your life? Because there's a lot of people, y'all, I'll just call it like it is, that look at someone like Jeff Bezos and they're like, he doesn't need any more. He has all the money in the world. What does he need more for? It's like, you should be able to have what you have and still want more, right? Like we're all striving to have more in some area of our lives. But where I always struggled is like, I I want more. So does that mean I'm not happy? And that's where I think we get confused in our own minds. You can have a core and an anchor of happiness in your life, some pillars that you live by, and then still be pursuing more. And that doesn't take away from where you were. And that doesn't take away from where you currently are right now. And it doesn't take away from where you'll be in the future. You can be happy throughout all of it. And I personally believe that if you look deep enough and hard enough, and I don't know what anyone's dealing with out there, but you can find happiness in the struggle too. Because the struggle's leading you on a path to somewhere. And you can focus on the lack of what that's causing you, or you can focus on the future abundance of what that's causing you. And it's really just a shift in your focus. Mm, That's some deep thinking over there. Yeah. And speaking of the feeling like you have a lack, I think so much of that stems from just comparison. So a good question to be asking yourself to figure out about how happy you are and if you're happy is just, am I saying that I need these things because I'm comparing myself to those around me? Or am I saying that I need these things because I really do? And I think if you're saying it because you really do, then yes, there's there's something to strive for. And maybe you're not as happy as you will be. But if you're just 
saying that you're not, that you need those things because somebody else has them and you don't, then maybe you're perfectly happy and you need to adjust your mindset around that comparison game because comparison is horrible. And I know we all do it and I know we have to stop doing it and it's basically impossible. But the more you can focus on just your true inner desires and the less you can focus on what everybody around you has or what you think they have, the happier you'll be able to be. And it's so hard to get there. And I'm never, I don't think any of us will ever truly get there. But man, just finding ways to just be thankful and happy where you're at is so much more impactful than looking to your left or looking to your right and seeing what you don't yet have and feeling jealous and upset about that and letting that kind of frame your internal motives and being. Find that from within and not from external sources. Yeah. And and I mean, you're right. It's, it's difficult because I've had to, I've had to reframe my thinking on that because a lot of times when I'm looking at the outside world and I specifically find it in my life when it comes to goals that I set for myself or like where I perceive that I want to be, the things that I've set forth. Like we asked last week, who do you want to be? When I answer that question, I'm like, cool. But what do I use as a level or a scale in order to make that happen? Like, how do I, how do you know when you've gotten there? And what I'm often guilty of is exactly what you said. I'll look at other influencers. I'll look at other people doing the business we're doing. I'll look at other people in the space and I'll say, well, they're doing this. So if I'm doing that, then I can say that I've done it. But a lot of times I have to go back and remind myself just what you were saying of, okay, but if I was a, if, if I was a man living on a deserted island by myself and I had no comparison for what would be the level I'm trying to reach or what would make me happy or whatever no one else to compare it to, then what would I be left with, right? I wouldn't have a lack to even think about because I wouldn't have anyone to compare it to. If you weren't on TV watching celebrities or over here looking at what this influencer is doing or over here looking at the other people that your work who are getting the promotion and you're not or whatever it is, if you don't have that, then you have to focus on your circumstance and what you have and what you're trying to do regardless of outcome, and that's, I think, the thing. You're like, well, one of the things is we, we do this podcast because we want to reach people, because we think we can help, because we want to encourage people, because we want to share our experience so that people can then hear that experience and know that they can get through these tough things or that they're not alone, okay? Those are some cores of why we even do it. But can I say that and say I haven't gotten focused on download numbers before? I haven't gotten focused on the fact that this person's getting more listeners than me or I'm not having the impact I want. And I got called out on it before by my therapist because she's like, wait a minute, you say you want to have impact, right? You want to have true impact, but you're tying it to some mystery number or thing. How do you know when you're actually doing it? And she said, if you impact one person today, is that enough? And in my head, I was like, yeah. She's like, well, then why are you tying it to all these additional things that you're putting on your back to say you have to have that to prove you have an impact? Again, it's all in the lens and the viewpoint you look at. For someone who speaks in front of a million people every day, affecting one person probably doesn't feel like a big impact to them. But if your goal is impact or your goal is financial freedom or your goal is whatever it is, you get to set the parameters for what that is. And I think the problem is, it's always like we're chasing a ghost. We're chasing down something that we don't even know. And then it constantly is shifting. So even when we've got there, we've, we've, we just shift it further and further. And we think 
well, we need to, we, we'd like to be happy, but I still haven't reached the mountaintop. But that's not what life's all about. Life's about going through the journey and each step of the journey is life. It's not getting to the end and being like, well, okay, I guess I can just sit in this rocking chair, you know, until I die. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about the experiences you have every day. But it's really in shifting your mindset to say, what do I actually want and need? Like we've already ripped on today money as one because money's huge. You touched on relationships. Maybe someone's listening right now and they don't have a partner and they're saying, if I had the partner, I would be happy. But the problem is you're always tying it to outside circumstances and you're putting too much weight and pressure on the fact that that's going to deliver every single thing for you. Mm -hmm. And that's never, ever going to work with the things of this world. You cannot put so much weight on it to say it's going to deliver. You have to find contentment within yourself. And in order to do that, you have to give yourself time to reflect on what that contentment would even mean. I don't know about y'all, but like me and Meg, we run around like chickens with our head cut off most of the time. We're trying to take care of our kids. We're trying to run our business. We're trying to do our side hustle. We're trying to do all these things. You know, the last time I actually sat and reflected on the things that I'm actually feeling and how I'm feeling about life and how I'm feeling about how things are going and giving myself a chance to sit with myself by myself and figure out what's happening. I can tell you, I did it this morning. I do it almost every day. But I have to be intentional about doing that and taking that time. And if I'm not, then it doesn't happen. And a lot of us are so busy with what we're doing that we can't give ourselves even a breath of time to sit with ourselves by ourselves without our phone, without the radio, without distractions, because it's uncomfortable, y'all. But if you don't give yourself that chance, how can you ever feel a sense of happiness or contentment because you don't even know what you need? This week, guys, we want to challenge you. We want to have you explore. Maybe that means it's only 10 or 15 minutes. I'm asking you to please challenge yourself. Find that 10 or 15 minutes. Even if it just happens one time this week, find that little piece of time and start thinking to yourself about what happiness means for you. What are the things that matter most in your life? What does a happy life look for you? Are you currently there? Do you want more out of it? Do you want less out of it? Are you good there? Just start exploring these things because as you take an honest inventory of your life, you'll be able to gain clarity into what's really going to fuel your soul, what's really going to provide you happiness and contentment, what's really the next step for you, and all of that ties in. So this week, please find those 10 or 15 minutes and let us know if you come up with any epiphanies. Yeah, you're right. And if this episode touched you, please let us know over on social media at Growth Reframed. If you feel like this would be helpful to someone else, please share it with someone you love. Until next week, we love y'all. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you, so shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.